Hi, it's Lorna, and on today's episode, we talk with Stuart Lawrence, Group Managing Director for Rhino Engineering Group. We talk about how Rhino innovates, including dealing in innovative ways with the rise in inflation. We talk about the organic growth of Rhino and ways that marketing have helped that. And we also talk about Rhino Engineering's group plan for the future. So tell us about what Rhino Engineering Group does and your role as Group Managing Director. Rhino Engineering Group is, is relatively new, as, as I think you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, it's been going for just over a year now. Um, and it's something that we set up really to, to try and uh, encourage growth uh, within different aspects of the original company, Rhino Doors. Uh, and specifically what we were trying to do was to uh, expand our um, market, really, for after-sales work. For, for repair and maintenance of our doors, which was previously a, uh, a division, if you like, within the, within the original company. And the reason we went for a group structure was by setting up uh, what we call Rhino Site Systems Limited as a separate legal entity, that forces it to become a, a profit centre rather than a cost centre. So it, it encourages the, the leaders of that business that we now have to expand the business and, and get growth more quickly. Uh, there's a, another element as well, which is uh, uh, Rhino High Safe, which is uh, only really in the development phase at the moment, but that will form part of the group as well. And again, it's, it's for the same reasons. It's a slightly different product, um, and so it needs different leadership, different direction for it. So that's the reason why we, we have a, a group structure now. Okay. And Rhino's gone, as you've just mentioned, through some changes recently as you've transitioned into the group. How have you found that experience? How, how has it gone? Is it as you expected? No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the problem is with this sort of thing, you, you, you plan for it. Um, and we, we'd like to think we're pretty good at planning things. And we, you know, we did an awful lot of work. And you folks at Kenyans were, were heavily involved in that, helping us out with, with press releases and so on and, and web structures and all, all that kind of good stuff that we needed. So we plan out an awful lot of things. But as usual, it, it seems to be the... The relatively trivial and minor things that, that sort of trip you up that you don't think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one example that we, we had was uh, this this was because we did all the site activity within Rhino Doors, the original company, all the accreditations that we had for, for site activity were held by that company. Uh, and what we hadn't foreseen was the, the difficulty and time it would take to transfer those over to Rhino Site Systems mm-hmm. to allow them to operate. Uh, it's all resolved and sorted now, but it's just it's just something that wasn't on our radar. Yeah. So yeah, you can plan for all the big stuff that make that's obvious and makes sense, but it's all obviously yeah. things that you don't uh, that aren't so clear and clear cut that you need to sort out. You don't you don't deal with until but, you. Um, but but we have done that now, and we are we are there. Good. And uh, so at the start of Rhino's journey, the business development plan was quite reactive, um, and you've since moved into a passive phase where you're actively starting to market yourselves. Was this a business decision that you made or has that happened organically? Yeah, good question. Um, it's, <laughs> it's a bit of both, really. I mm-hmm. think the, when I joined the business in, in 2016, the, the sort of previous 10 or 15 years, um, the company had been 95% plus focused on uh, the supply of attack delay doors to this you know, UK government CPNI standard that we do. Um, that in itself has a, has a very narrow route to market. Mm-hmm. Basically, the, your customers are, are 
you know, required to use those doors because they're specified by the government. Uh, and the route is through, uh, actually through a government website where the, the suppliers of the doors are, are listed. So, you know, not surprisingly, really, you end up being very reactive. Mm-hmm. In, in those, so you don't need to do anything else because you know, the, the inquiries come to you through that route. So that's what, that was the reactive phase. So that's, that's kind of what I inherited in 2016. Uh, and as we, as we expanded our uh, portfolio of, of, of products and projects that we would, we would do through 2016 up to 2019, you know, almost tripling the business really, uh, a lot of that was through ref- referral. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were getting well known within, particularly in the transport sector, uh, the rail sector for the products that we could do. Um, and we saw that there were limits within what the company could do in terms of its expansion rate as well because of you know cash constraints because mm-hmm. we were we were growing from relatively small base to a larger base so that that led us into what we what we call this passive phase where we were just basically making it easier for customers to find out what we did so big improvements to the website again something that that you folks were involved with mm-hmm. and the the what i would call passive um pr which is the the linkedin post so making mm-hmm. people aware but it's a it's a limited mm-hmm. um audience that you you're approaching so that's that's the phase so that was in part deliberate but in part not but uh, you know really that's taken us as, as far as we probably can go at the moment mm-hmm. okay and what role does innovation play at rhino so um Obviously, we've spoken a lot about some of the testing that you do and the the projects that you work on. Can you give some examples of projects where innovation have been key that we can let listeners know about? Yeah, the I mean the in, innovation, uh, particularly when you're when you're, you're trying to improve performance standards, is a key part of what we do. It, it wasn't for a long time at Rhino. You know, mm-hmm. the uh, the period up to 2016, it was was relatively static in because we were providing one product. But as we as we moved into the different performance type blast, you know, acoustic attenuation, those types of doors that we do, you have to be very very inventive mm-hmm. uh, in how you're going to create a solution to to a client's problem. So um, acoustic doors has been a very good example, um, one we've talked about before, I think. So the uh, some of the cross rail passage door, uh, the doors that we've had to do where we're trying to this is for the rail infrastructure yeah that's yeah. right yeah so on a number of stations for the, the cross the elizabeth line as it's as it's now called mm-hmm. um we had a requirement for primary requirement for acoustic attenuation on doors because they had some very noisy equipment behind them but the problem was that the doors were also having to act as fire doors right because the, the equipment had a had a risk associated with it and there were members of the public on the other side of the door but you're also trying to stop members of the public breaking in and causing damage. So the, there are three things that the door's trying to do, and these are very big doors as well. So, and they they act against each other. Those the things that you would need to do for an acoustic door, you don't want in a in a fire door necessarily. Mm-hmm. So finding a, a solution to meet all those requirements was particularly difficult. It involved a lot of testing. So that's acoustic, fire, and security and all in all in one package. Yeah, right. and 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 for an oversized door, something that's four and a half meters by four and a half wow. meters. So okay. you know it's very very difficult to do. But it's not just. Innovation in Rhino isn't just about the, the product. That's, that's an obvious one, I suppose, where you, you know, you, you're producing a product and you, you want an innovative solution to that. But a more current one for us, what we've kind of been forced into, and probably a lot of people have, because it's a you know, current problem for everybody, is, is 
raging inflation. So mm. costs going up within mm. the business. So energy costs are going up. Costs of materials are going up dramatically. And it's, it's, it's forced us in to look at, well, how do we change the way we do things in terms of our manufacturing processes to, to try and reduce those costs? So we're not, having, we're not passing them on to the, the customer mm-hmm. and then increasing the inflationary spiral. So it's, it's, it's innovation for a different reason, but it's, it's all to, to help the business, really. And how do you come by that innovation? Is that something that you sit with the management team and, and you know, brainstorm about? Is that something where, how, how do you come up with innovation that might change practices? Well, I think the, the beauty of, the, of Ryanair now is that it's got to this mature enough state that it's big enough that it doesn't need me to lead it right. to do that. The, there are natural leaders within the, the, the rest of the, the group uh, and the operating businesses. So um, these things happen on their own. Right. That, that wasn't the case two or three years ago. It was something that I had to leave. But, so I'm really pleased about that, that it mm-hmm. has a life of its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I get surprised sometimes when I hear about some, some, uh, some process that the team are going through to try and resolve a problem without me having to instigate it, which is great. That's how it should be. I mean, I, I recall coming um, six weeks ago or so to a site visit at Bamber Bridge Car yep. Place. And um, when you were giving us a tour, we went into that room where one of your engineers had all the scribblings and drawings and everything oh, yeah, where he'd yeah. been trying to find solutions to things all over the wall. That was... Yeah, Chris's den, yeah. <laughs> as we call it. Yeah, So he has the, uh, the largest whiteboard that was yeah. available on the market, which, which he uses a lot. And uh, yeah, he, he goes in there, but people will pull together in there, look at and start scribbling on that together. But... I suppose we should get ourselves in the 21st century now and do that, if I can get him into the 21st century, and do that on an electronic whiteboard. Oh, no, I kind of like the fact yeah. that it was you could move. Well, we're not quite there yet, but what, what we tend to do is draw it on the board, then take a picture of it. Yeah, you know. well, that's, you know, halfway. <laughs> it's halfway, yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, tell me about your career at Rhino. When, you know, how did you end up there? What have your career highlights been? Your favourite things that you've been involved in? It was... By accident. Okay. <laughs> not not intended. It's not what you dreamt of when you were a child? No, 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 no. I mean, I, I've had a 35-plus year career now, uh, and I started off, my, my first degree was engineering, so I, I started off as, a, as an engineer, and I was a stress analysis and thermodynamics. That's, that's what I did. Um, and my, my career changed really around the turn of the century, so 2000, when I uh, did a company-sponsored MBA. So that was a transition into into general management, so running a business. Uh-huh. But you're still an engineer at heart. And, and engineers you know, like to create things, and, that, and that's, that's, that's what I do. So that, that's what I still do. So you, you, you kind of, so I've had, you know, from 2000, basically, until now, so 22 years of, of general management MD roles. That's what I've been doing. Um, and in 2016, when, when I sort of got involved in Rhino, it was actually through another company. I, I was looking at them uh, as a potential partner uh, for a project. This is actually for, for Hingley Point C, the, the nuclear reactor. So right. I was working for a French company at the time who were quoting for a, a package of very large doors. And there was a series of other doors in there as well. And we were looking for UK partners. Um, and, and Rhino at that time had had been only probably six months or so previously, had been sold by the previous owners to an investment company. So they had new ownership. And, and I ended up having, having lunch with the, the partners of the, this investment company to really, for my part, to try and understand what Rhino 
was about and where they, what direction they were taking it. Because I thought they would be a good partner for this French company I worked for. Um, and it was halfway through lunch, I think it was halfway through the main course, when I, I said to them, are you offering me a job? <laughs> and they, they said, well, yeah, why, why are you here? Oh, and I really? said, well, it's to talk about this project. And, and so we, oh, right. So, so we started to talk about this, and they, they'd obviously sort of like what they were hearing. I think that there was a bit of confusion as to why we were having this meeting, but that we came from it from different directions. But I really liked what they were doing, which was they were using um, uh, investment funds from, you know, tax incentivized investments, an EIS scheme it's called, to buy uh, distressed or underperforming businesses, invest further money in them and turn them around. Uh, engineering businesses, you know, is it, solely what they were doing. And I really liked that. I thought that was a, a fantastic thing. Mm-hmm. And when I saw what Rhino was doing, I thought, that, yeah, there, there's something I could I could do with that. So the, the discussions, you know, continued, and that's that's how I ended up. So I ended up with a, a clear brief, which was to to grow the business mm-hmm. quite dramatically, take it from this this niche um, CPNI attack delay door company that we spoke about earlier mm-hmm. uh, into something that was much bigger, had a far broader pro- portfolio, yeah. and would add value to the investors. And that's that's what we've done. So for me, you know, circling back to my engineering roots, that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm creating something, innovating, building, mm-hmm. but not in a in an engineering way directly in a in a in a business environment. And are there any when you look back at the work you've done, sort of key highlights, things that you think I really enjoyed doing that, or that was an interesting yet complex project? Is there other things that you look back and think that that was good? Yeah, probably two points, really. I suppose there was a point early in my career, or sort of five years after graduating, where I won't bore you with the details of it, but I ended up designing this. This is when I was still doing stress analysis and thermodynamics. And I ended up designing this. Um, it was a masterpiece, I thought it was anyway. This <laughs> um, this engineering, it was it was basically a very large steam union. So it's for, uh, for a rotating vessel, but it had a hole in the center that you could pick things through. Um, which was unique, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a, it was a massive. Project. To get that working uh, at that quite a young, you know, I was fairly young still then, was was a massive achievement. It really was, uh, and, I, and I, I'm still sort of pleased about that today. And that was mid '90s or something right. that I did okay. that. So that's that's a an early uh, mechanical engineering sort of highlight, if you like, of the career. Uh, and really, this this last phase of my career with, with Rhino is probably the highlight because. Although the, although the numbers in terms of turnover are relatively modest, you know, we're, we're sort of 5 million turnover now as a group. It's not, not a big company. We started at only one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to take it from that with, like I mentioned earlier, starting with the business, all the initiatives for innovation and what having will come from me. Mm-hmm. Now they don't. Mm-hmm. So having pulled together a team that, that can do that on its own, it has its own life yeah. uh, beyond me is... It's really pleasing to be able to do something like that. Really good. So are there any projects you'd like to work on that you've not yet had the chance to? I think, um, you know, we're, we're, we're very clear within Rhino what our um, mission statement is, what our brief is, what our, our core capabilities are. Uh, and if you, if you just look at the, the strap line on our logo, which again, I think you created the strength to protect. The strength to protect. Yeah, exactly. That's that summarizes what we do. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and what everybody within Rhino knows is that we, you know, we we have a, a sort of longer sentence that basically you know, describes what we do, which is, um, you know, we're protecting assets. Assets means people or things um, from hazardous environments. So, so when we started, it used to mean just things. It was the, the, we, the attack delay doors were protecting from, and they were protecting from someone trying to force entry into a building. But now the hazards are more than that. It can be fire, it can be blast, it can be acoustic, it can mm-hmm. be ballistic, it can be flood, mm-hmm. it can be all kinds of things. So that, that's what we do. We, we provide those solutions. So for the future, uh, I, see, I see Rhino um, doing more things, different things that uh, fit within that definition still. So we, we still stick with that core, mm-hmm. uh, core principle, a core capability, um, but it won't necessarily be doors. Okay. You know, and, and I suppose HiSafe is a good example of that, where we're going with that. It's, uh, you know, it's an explosion, very fast-acting explosion relief panel to protect uh, equipment that's associated with um, hydrogen refueling, mm-hmm. you know, for that, for that market. So that's, that's it. It's not a door. No. Um, and that's, that's kind of why we put it in a separate company as well. But it still conforms with the, the original mission statement, the original capability statement. So... The projects that we want to do, I think, are going to be more more aligned with um, that that core brief still, um, but in completely different areas. So in the next five years, as you continue to grow Rhino Engineering Group and the subsidiary companies within that, do you have a plan for that? Do you think there'll be, if you're going to um, expand your portfolio, will there be other companies that you you add to it? How how do you see that happening? Yeah, I, I think it's inevitable. Uh, we'll... We'll add more to it. We'll what we'll do is we'll we'll take Rhino doors as far as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, there are only so many hazards that you can protect against, you know. So so there is a limit to that. So that but they, we we want to be more global in what we're doing. So that will become larger. Um, the after set, the, the site based business Rhino site systems again we want to see that larger possibly going international as well High Safe will be international for sure Rhino site systems is the business where once you have the doors it's the maintenance that you're that's keep. right yeah so after after so yeah so care and maintenance of the doors which, yeah, which is absolutely critical so, you know, some of our doors have been in service for nearly thirty years uh-huh. uh, and not all of them get regular maintenance and they need it, it yeah. it's, it's imperative that you have this. So that's that's what that business is there to focus on, rather than being, if you like, an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think so. That yes, we'll expand the, and grow the, those three businesses that we have within the group now as far as we possibly can. But to achieve further growth, it's probably going to be another element to it. Do I know what that is yet? No, because we um, we have to react to the environment that we live in, mm-hmm. uh, and as we all know at the moment, that environment's fairly fluid mm-hmm. uh, and changing changing daily almost so quite what the um the threats will be in the future we don't really know but that's what we'll respond to so that's that's how it will grow there'll be something that happens that you realize being aware right being aware of what the environment needs what your clients need Mm -hmm. brilliant well thank you so much for coming in and speaking to us today my pleasure um it's been really interesting you know i i find talking about this stuff and especially images and pictures that you show me um really interesting and if anybody wants to find out more about rhino doors where should they go website of course first of all first of all the website that's the the fountain of all knowledge Mm -hmm. so the contact details will be there Mm -hmm. Uh, and we'd be delighted to, to talk to people great Thank you very much. Thank you.